Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us Mr. Sikhar Chadda, who is the founder of uh, the Tarjan Way, a travel and tech-based yes. startup. Uh, Sikhar has been uh, featured in multiple forums such as uh, Your Story and Story Sutra. Hi Sikhar, welcome to ELI. Hi Pia, thank you for inviting me. Wonderful initiative on your end to motivate the youth in order to, you know, focus on entrepreneurship and uh, social entrepreneurship and other such factors. Uh, really glad to be here with you. Uh, Shikhar, I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please. Okay. Hi guys, my name is Shikhar. I am the founder and CEO of the Tarzan Bay currently. I have been running this travel and tech-based venture since past two years. And no, this is not my first venture. My first venture was back in 2016. And uh, though it ran for one year, but it was a great journey from, uh, you know, 2016 to 17. And then I started the Tarzan Bay. We are building an AI-based software, a travel and AI-based software. Basically a platform where users can actually find a suitable travel experience. Something like living like a villager for a few days, or probably learning the traditional handicraft of Kutch, or probably living like a fisherman and so on. Or our users can actually fill a small questionnaire. And through artificial intelligence, we offer our users detailed travel plans, bookings in a click, and 24-7 life support while you're traveling. A lot of focus is on changing the customer journey of a traveler. So we try to impart in transparency and flexibility in travel. Adding to that, we are creating multiple amount of unique experiences and activities for our experiences. That's why we are collaborating with local communities around the country. There are a lot of there are like around 70% of India's population currently lives in villages. And we are trying to focus on organizing that and creating employment opportunities through tourism. Even right now, at this very moment, we are creating self-employment opportunities in 120 plus families over 40 plus villages around the country. So yeah, that's pretty much uh, uh, you know a bit about me and the Tarzan Bay. So, uh, Shikha, uh, tell us in detail uh, about what is the scale of operation right now? What are the different areas? Okay. Uh, what you are working? Of course, of course, of course. So first of all, we are offering, uh, as a traveler, you can enter our website and you can find a suitable travel experience that, as I mentioned, can be something like life of a villager or learning the traditional handicraft of such. It can be travel and learn martial arts. So there are a lot of unique experiences on our website. Right mm-hmm. now, users can, you know, find search for more than 100 plus experiences. That is number one, that is, you know, one side which you're working on. Or our users can actually fill a small form, or fill a small questionnaire, around four to five questions. And on the basis of that, we prepare a highly tailored plan for the users, a very detailed, tailored travel plan for the users. Uh, you know, we have you know multiple unique activities. Um, and main point is that we offer transparency. So if, if the user, um, to give you an example, if you have ever been to Delhi, so there is this place called Old Delhi. An old Delhi tour on Airbnb or Chilopilia, anywhere it costs for more than 2500 or 3000 rupees. Okay. The reason for this cost is <laughs> that there's no transparency in travel. Okay. We okay. offered the same experience to one of our users, same activity for just 50 rupees. Right. That to the, that to the rickshaw fees. Right. So people are charging so much for so less and travelers are even paying for it. Okay. So before I, you know, tell more about our operation, let me talk about the problem statement, the problem which we are working on. Mm-hmm. Right. Right now, you know, in this 21st century, there is so much work involved and there's so many, you know, there are high, high running lights. So people look for different things. People look for escape and travel. Okay. Travel is not just about vacation anymore. It's more about experiencing different realities. Okay. What my, and as a traveler, you might want to do different things. Probably you want to, you know, go for an exciting road journey or go for a thrilling uh, train journey, or probably you want, uh, 
uh, adventure, you want culture, you want wisdom, you want art, you want to meet local people and so on. Right? What market has to offer you? Either you can offer a travel agent, that is on the number one, hmm. or you can do self-research. So these are two broadly, two broad categories. When you go for a travel agent, you gotta take a pre-prepared package. Okay. Hmm. And when you gotta take a pre-prepared package, there are certain pros and cons which are involved. The pros are that there's no hassle, they safety, they security. But the cons, there are a lot of cons in this scenario. The cons are that number one, there's no flexibility. Okay, imagine yourself traveling with your you know, spouse, or probably imagine yourself traveling with your wife, or, or you know, or probably traveling with your uh, parents, or not, probably with your friends. So they're gonna offer you the same package with very little amount of scope of customization. Okay, that is number one. Number two, it's not personalized according to you. The activities are not personalized specifically for you. Okay. Number three, there's no transparency. Okay. You go to make my trip, you go to booking.com, you go to yatra.com, you go to traveltangle.com. You never know what you're paying for. In hmm. turn, we never have a favorite company to travel. Whatever we can find cheapest, we just go with the cheapest. Okay. Another reason, another you know factor which I'd like to add here is so if you if you go to travel triangle or you know a platform like that, that is an aggregator platform. Hmm. It brings together different destination management companies. Okay. Those okay. destination management companies might also deal with other destination management companies. Like those destination management companies might deal with different different suppliers, local suppliers. Okay, so there are like two or three middlemen which come in the which come in between while when you're taking the travel package. Okay, mm-hmm. that raises the travel cost by 20 to 30 percent each time. Okay, so on an average you are paying approximately 45 percent extra for a travel package. So that is one main reason why people are so hesitant for paying for specifically for travel. Okay, mm-hmm. a package on make my trip. If you take a package on make my trip, or you actually you know do all the bookings individually from make my trip. That package is gonna be much cheaper than you know the prepaid package which you're gonna take. So these are you know some little things that we saw and noted. On the other hand, you can do self-research. That means you can probably talk to a friend who lives in that place where you're going, or probably you can research read blogs, guides, or whatever you want, and then you'll do your booking from different different five six platforms. Okay. In this case, there's transparency, there's flexibility, and uh, you know you're doing things according to what you wanna do. Okay. But the cons are there are a lot of cons here. Um, I, yeah, there are a lot of cons here, which include number one, that is a lot of hassle. Okay, travel consists of hundreds of variables. Okay, that leads to a lot of problems. That leads to a lot of you know, a lot of uh, a lot of stress. A lot of you know, travel planning time is a lot of a lot. You know, there's a lot of time spent on travel planning. Okay, mm. adding to that, there's no security. So when security, you know, the, everything you know, whatever you're booking, whatever you're doing, you are accountable for the same. Okay, so there's no security as such. Moreover, uh, in this specific scenario, there's no personalization. There's a biased information available online. So you read diaries, you read blogs. You are always going to be finding certain amount of biased information. And lastly, there's too much information available these days. When we talk about back in 1998, 1999, there was very little information. So a lot of hotels came up. A lot of you know, a lot of sorry, a lot of uh, in 1998, 2000, in this particular time, the aggregator platforms like Booking.com and MakeMyTrip they came up. Right when they came up. Along with it, that people thought that probably we can add our uh, hotels, we can add our hotels on this platform and we'll become very rich. So a lot of hotels came up. And right now there are so many hotels in one place to choose from that it becomes very difficult for user to make decisions. Okay. Hmm. The travel journey or the customer journey of a traveler has not changed since past 20 years. Okay. We are trying to focus on changing that. Either you can on our platform, either you can find a uh, you know suitable travel experience as I mentioned. Uh, you know, living like a villager or learning the traditional handicap of us, probably, uh, mm. you know, a road trip or something. So a lot of the, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the, mm. or you can actually create an experience on your own mm. by filling a small questionnaire, mm. getting an itinerary in seconds, getting the bookings in a one click and 20% of life support while you're traveling. 
so that that is you know specific things which we are working on talking about the current covid 19 situation so covid 19 situation has taken a major toll on the travel industry okay mm. but we are actually focusing on some things which are uh, you know which are uh, we are trying to implement some things in order to tackle the covid 19 situation number one is recreational vehicles rvs or caravans okay so mm. there is an entire van kind of thing or probably you can call it a camper van it you can call it a motor home so these are like vanity vans for celebrities okay in this you can eat you can sleep you can travel you can relax whatever you want to do so these work on rvs and rvs is the mode of transportation okay when we talk about the covid 19 situation the major issue is transportation because that is where a lot of you know social distancing is avoided so mm. we are focusing on self driven cars and vehicles and then you do not need hotels as well because you can cook eat sleep in an rv only okay mm. secondly we are focusing on slot bookings okay so whatever activities the travelers are going we are focusing on slot bookings slot you can book early slots half an early slots two early slots and so on so that will be focusing on social distancing then we are made, uh, you know adding a lot of unique destinations destinations which have been green zones since forever okay which have had no you know inkling of coronavirus at all so we are adding them as well to our database and we are actually promoting them lastly we are building a touchless crm for our suppliers for our hotels accommodation activities we are focusing on touchless crm so they do not need to touch while doing payments or check in check out whatever you want so these are a few things we do hmm interesting so there is one statement i i uh, i think that uh, that is relevant uh, uh, the statement you mentioned uh, is uh, the travel experience has not changed since last 20 years and uh, of course now it is changing uh, and you know this is not the first time i have invited uh, a uh, invited the founder of a st- travel startup i think i had another uh, lady who is building a uh startup which is uh, uh you know uh, creating eco friendly eco friendly uh, travel uh, creating travel eco friendly and vice versa so uh the way i see this is uh, the travel preferences or the uh, way people travel is changing and uh, covid 19 has also uh, played a big role in that so uh, would like to ask you what what lies in future uh, since this is changing this is changing in a big way what are the things that will gonna uh, come up in future when it comes to travel and there are a lot of changes when you talk about future okay so first of all uh, a very major change and the first change that i can see coming is that so right now people like to flaunt okay when you travel you like to show up flaunt so right now people flaunt like okay i went to bali okay i went to thailand okay i went to malaysia right after the covid 19 situation and within the you know even while during the covid 19 situation this is something which is going to be avoided a lot because people are not going to be traveling international for next 15 to 18 months at minimum okay domestic travel has already started we have started receiving inquiries as well but international travel travel is one thing which is going to be at a toll okay so people are going to be traveling local so they are going to go local a lot of local traveling is going to come up so that is one thing that there is going to be a major spike major rise in domestic tourism and a, and and a small you know a major decline actually when we talk about uh, international travel that is number one secondly uh, okay so that is no, that is number one and again the covid 19 situation the covid 19 the coronavirus situation is never going to go okay it's going to stay here for at least a, a long time now people are going to be normalized to the idea of living with social distancing and living with uh, coronavirus and it's going to slowly 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 change Okay, so as I mentioned, international travel is going to start within 15 to 18 months. Domestic has already somehow started, and then again, 
it will be starting in another you know 3 to 4 or you know approximately 5 months or something so people are going to go domestic people are going to go local they want to go to different different destinations okay. secondly it's not going to be just about destinations anymore it's going to be a lot about the kind of experience you're having okay you can go out and watch a movie and have a barbecue movie night probably in a car or something near your home for one night or something that can also be an experience that can also be travel okay so it's going to be a lot about different experience you're having that is only the destination which you're focusing on moreover there's going to be rise in two type two type of things one is road trips and second is um caravans rvs and motorhomes so that is there will be heavy rise on that people are going to go you know self-driven cars they're going to sleep in their rvs or something so and rvs has already started receiving a major spike recently mm. okay moreover i feel that along with that there is going to be a very interesting thing which might happen that so right now we are living in times of globalization okay if there's a company in let's say america okay and now since work from home is such a new normal they are not going to be hiring people just from america they can hire people from india they can hire people from you know spain bahrain argentina all the countries okay being in india i can also hire people from abroad okay now this major barrier of coming to the office or you know working in the office is gone now people can not just work from home they can work from anywhere they want they can go anywhere they want they can live anywhere they want okay and they can work for wherever they want okay since there's rise in technology there's rise in work from home culture there's rise in so many things so people are now a person living in the states or a company in the united states can hire a person in india okay a company in china can have, not china actually right now a company in japan a company in argentina a company in you know all the other countries can hire people in india and another reason for this is that the labor in um, us or canada is much expensive as compared to india right so the salaries in those countries are a bit expensive than india because india is a cheaper country okay so they might be focusing a lot on hiring from india so once they start hiring people from india no one can actually continue work from home for a long time okay so either i'm gonna so i can work from home for you know months and years or something so i would i prefer you know probably um, you know finding a cafe near my house or probably finding a we work or you know probably some co-working space near my house okay i might be bored of that as well so being one person who's an adventurous person i'll think okay why not go to you know some place like gokarna a very quiet place for four months or five months and i'll work there and i'll come back soon okay so this is something called digital nomadism okay so people are going to start working as digital nomads they're going to be traveling from one place to another living you know for two months or three months and working there right they probably i can just rent rent a flat in a place like uh, you know probably himachal pradesh somewhere because i like the place i like the mountains i want to stay there for one month or two months and then i will be back right so digital nomadism is going to be a very new culture so you can be one person who's living in himachal pradesh whose home is in delhi and works in the united states okay mm-hmm. something like that because this is going to be a new normal and uh, lastly i believe that uh, there's going to be a lot of focus on touchless crm touchless facilities online payments and so on and adding to that virtual experiences virtual reality experiences can be you know something that people may prefer virtual experiences but i would personally not say, say that it's going to be major rise or something but people might prefer virtual experiences virtual reality and so on so they can see things while being at home so yeah these are a few uh, points from my end for the covid okay okay sikhar uh, the discussion on this topic is endless uh, 
um i would uh, now uh, now focus on the other aspects of uh, uh, you being an entrepreneur would like to focus on the personal side uh, would like to ask uh, when did you think of uh, becoming an entrepreneur okay so i mean honestly um, i did not have you know any specific aspiration to start as an entrepreneur from the beginning to be very honest a lot of people say that they thought in school or whatever you know i know i did not have that in fact um, a lot of people say okay i was doing this and i got an idea and then i became an entrepreneur so that was not the case with me as well okay for me it's always been about the journey okay randomly i was in college i was in college and one of my friends told me okay let's start this new project a backpacking hostel let's start this thing called the tarzan house okay name was decided later on he said that let's start this something like this okay and then we started our first venture that was in the hospita- hospitality industry that was the tarzan house it was a backpacking homestay with a space for around 60 to 80 people who could stay and were and you know uh, people travelers used to come and stay there for like two months or three months or four months something like that okay mm-hmm. even travelers for one day or two days probably uh, you know a week or so used to just stay with us and it was a lot of fun it was a very fun project we used to meet people from all over the world personally got a chance i personally got a chance to meet people from 85 plus different countries oh. around around 1300 plus people from 80 80 85 plus different countries which i got a chance to meet over one year okay mm-hmm. many i met many people and it was a very exciting journey we used to go to parties we used to organize small tours it was a fun journey okay mm-hmm. but after meeting so many people around 1200 plus people we realized that there was a lot for us to do in the travel industry okay we felt that we as as entrepreneurs were not achieving our full potential we were stuck in this thing called backpacking home homestay or hostel okay? okay because there was so much work there was so much logistic work so that every day there was so much work involved hmm. that we could not do anything else okay meanwhile we got an opportunity to meet so many people so we saw the problems also which they faced to hmm. give you an example there was a boxer from there was a boxer from australia who hmm. came to india back in uh, 17 right hmm. and the moment he stepped in india he was treated he was duped he was given 1 rupee in exchange for 1 dollar okay okay and somehow you know one way or the other some person helped him out and then he reached our home to stay the tarzan house and he was really scared the entire you know the entire four, uh, one month which he stayed okay i asked him hey uh, hey man you want to go out with me you go out, go out for a party at night because everyone was going to the party we used to have a lot of parties okay hmm. he said no india is unsafe in the morning how can i go out at night so that was a very hurtful statement for me being an indian and being one person who was actually handling his entire experience okay. so i felt really bad at that point adding to that there was one couple who came to delhi back in 2017 only right and at that time there was a lot of smog in delhi smoke plus fog there was a lot of smog and there was a lot of, because of diwali and everything okay mm-hmm. and a taxi driver told them the delhi is closed okay because of the smoke and everything you will have to go to agra with us because the pollution delhi is closed you have to go to you will have to go to agra with me and that taxi taxi driver charged them 25000 per person just to go to agra just from airport delhi to agra right okay. so this is the kind of problems that people faced okay hmm. and us being able to see those problems and talk to those people who faced those problems we felt that we needed to do something different we felt that there was so much you know there was so so much lack of transparency that we wanted to focus on bringing transparency bringing information making it easily accessible for travelers okay there was this group of friends from uh, chennai who came to delhi they paid a lot they paid 35000 for their package per person 
and that was a company with high ratings on TripAdvisor, and they did nothing in Delhi. They just went to one or two places. Okay, so we felt that travel is one industry which is so messed up because people never know what they are getting. People never know what they are paying and what they are getting. Okay, hmm. even right now you can ask anyone. No one would say, okay, make my trip is my favorite company to travel. Whether I find a cheap package or not, I'm gonna go with Make My Trip. Okay, Never, no one's gonna say that. Secondly, whatever package you find cheapest, whatever thing you can find cheapest, you wanna get your hands on that because that's what travel industry is. Because you don't trust anyone in the industry. You don't trust anyone while traveling. Okay. Meanwhile, but on the other hand, while you are traveling, you wanna spend a lot of time. You wanna because obviously something which you're spending on, you wanna spend uh you know money on souvenirs, food, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But while booking a package, while getting a package, you want to find the cheapest thing possible because you will not trust anyone. Okay, that led us to believe that we wanted to make a difference in the industry. And back in January 18, we took a major and tough decision, and we closed down the thousand house. That was our first venture, first startup. We closed it down. We went back to our whiteboard. We went back to planning and everything. And uh, sadly, we even expanded. So we expanded the thousand house uh, back in October, and we took a tough decision to close in January. Right, so we were under a loan as well because we were working on loan at that time. Okay, and we started this thousand way venture with a with a loan. So that, that was a long journey. Then we started out with little things, small things. We started out with first experience that was volunteering travel in India. That was a very affordable experience that costed around four hundred dollars for forty two days in India. Right, that was very inexpensive. Very around twenty thousand for four weeks for forty two days, six weeks in India. Right, mm-hmm. in that experience, a traveler can actually volunteer and travel to different parts of the country. So that's how we started. Then we added a new experience of life of a villager. Then we realized probably we can actually create experiences for our users manually. Right, so we used to ask them to fill a questionnaire and we used to, we used to create a plan for our users. Okay, mm-hmm. then we thought that probably this thing can be done with artificial intelligence. Okay. To actually reduce the time to build plans and everything. So slowly and slowly over a period of time, it was never about one moment or one instance or one thought. It was always about the journey for me. So that's a little bit about my journey. Okay, I think that is a very interesting journey, and the uh, instances you shared were uh, really interesting. So uh, based on that, what you mentioned, uh, and uh, I also have personally felt is there is a lot of uh, gap in the market uh, transparency is just one one part of it uh, then then there is affordability and then there is convenience uh, trust is also an issue so uh, there is there is a lot of uh, gap in the uh, travel industry especially in india uh, what do you suggest our fellow entrepreneurs who have some um, uh, dreams to uh, get started on uh, okay. their venture especially some points what uh, they yeah, can one, and uh, they can just uh, no, try to solve them. So one thing, uh, one thing which I have and one thing which I would tell everyone, I mean any entrepreneur who might be watching this or, or looking at it, that start soon and start small. Okay. Mm-hmm. We are under the impression that entrepreneurship, so I wrote an article on LinkedIn so you can check it out, that people Start entrepreneur. There are like a lot of wrong reasons to actually become an entrepreneur. Okay, some some people are under the impression that as an entrepreneur you can just earn a lot of you can raise a lot of funds by investors and everything, and then you'll be very rich. Okay, a lot of people are under the impression that they can be celebrities as entrepreneurs. A lot of people are under the impression that they can actually you know um, probably uh, you know they are bored of their jobs and then they want to be entrepreneurs. Okay, there are a lot of wrong reasons to actually become a wrong. I wouldn't say wrong. But inadequate reasons to become an entrepreneur because it's a lot of hard work, it's a lot of effort, 
it's a lot of you know time even you know working 100 hour work weeks there's going to be team to manage so there's going to be a lot of work okay but if you can start small and if you can start soon if you do not think much just start soon start small and when you're starting small keep making changes while you're working hmm. and soon we'll be able to grow and if not then you'll realize that this is not the right way to go okay hmm. if if your ultimate goal is to get rich entrepreneurship may not be the right option for you hmm. because uh, when when you become an entrepreneur it's not easy to raise funds it's not easy it's not easy to start initially you'll have to pay other sal- other salaries you know you'll have to pay operational expenses you'll have to pay administrative expenses and after that if some money is left that's going to be your salary okay Hmm. Secondly, if your ultimate goal is to become famous, then entrepreneurship may not be the right option for you. Okay, because um, you know, famous people, it, there are like millions of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs in the entire world. But only a few are famous, Jeff Bezos and one or two others, or Rishi Kapoor, probably from Korea or something, because they have the charisma. Steve Jobs, they have the charisma to be famous, right? Hmm. And if you want to be famous, then focus on your skills. Probably focus on art, music, or something which you are really talented in, and then you can work along those lines. again if you want to be ultimately very very rich then focus on investment banking because that is a much safer less risky option to become uh, you know very rich okay hmm. then if you're bored of your job then that's no way to actually that's no reason to actually just become an entrepreneur because entrepreneur because it's not always going to be very interesting a lot of motivational speakers will meet and say oh i wake up every day at 9 am 10 am 8 am 6 am 6 7 in the morning and i do this and that right but that's not true that's not true for everyone okay mm-hmm. of course i wake up at 7 am every day but there are some days when i really you know have to fight myself i feel no okay i just want to sleep i'll wake up at 8 right i tend to you know be kind to myself and it's not always you're not always motivated you're not not always energetic is you want to be having a lot of low points it's going to be monotonous monotonous as monotonous even much more monotonous than a job much much more monotonous than a job Okay, mm-hmm. your job might be more inter- interesting than entrepreneurship because there are so many factors, there are so many things you have to do which you don't like. Okay, a lot of time I used to personally, uh, you know, contact so many people, so many people every day, and I am not that person who likes to. I'm, I'm more of an introvert to be very honest, right? Mm-hmm. But I have to do that. And again, so you want to be doing things which you don't like, so never start if you're bored of your job or something. Lastly, if you really wanna probably solve a problem, or if you are interested in you know creating new products building new things if you want to make an impact in one industry or if you can see something which you want to solve then you know probably you should focus on entrepreneurship because that will be the right uh, and adequate reason for you to start and that is one thing which is going to be staying for you with long okay a lot of other things are materialistic materialistic things do not stay for long they do not make you take all those risks they do not make you spend that much amount of time for one thing Mm. they do not make you sacrifice so much startup is like a baby you need to sacrifice a lot of things okay mm. if you have an inadequate reason to start it's not going to stay for long you need to find your right reason and secondly start small and start soon so that's going to be some advice from mine okay uh now would like to know uh, what was your first day into entrepreneurship like uh, if i were i were to make a movie out of your life how would be the opening sequence like <laughs> opening sequence would be probably i think three or four friends sitting in mcdonald's talking about the kind of ideas they can uh, implement the kind of work they can chip in then three or four friends at one friends home again you know plans and planning and everything calling in everything three friends college friends you know rushing out of college running probably you know sitting in the metro changing a bus or something then taking another metro and you know 
reaching the strength house and then again planning all those things. Mm-hmm. Then you can probably, uh, you know, you can you can probably skip the. So a lot in movies they try to use songs to actually, you know, move past the t- long monotonous time. So you can put put in a song and you can move past a lot of time and then you can rush to the the first hostel when we were doing the painting and everything. So that's gonna be nice. You know, always energetic. You know, always talking about you know what else can we execute, what else can we do. Okay, we can do this as well. We can do this as well. Why not do this? Why not do that? Okay, and then we realize okay, we need to note down these points. So then we started noting down. So that is something which you can do. You know, complaints, talking and planning, and very energetic about things. And then you know, hustling a lot, going back from here and there, here to there, and hmm. then actually finding something suitable for us. And a lot of failures. Honestly, um, yeah, of course. I think no, no, no. many of the co-founders men, uh, mentioned that they started a uh, uh, this uh, McDonald's discussion. You also mentioned uh, <laughs> very interesting something. Um, uh, uh, there is something with McDonald's. I should I should uh, go there uh, more often. Of course, uh, CCD as well. CCD, <laughs> cafe coffee day as well. Uh, I have spent personally more than fourteen hours in cafe coffee day and Starbucks working. So, I mean that can also be. <laughs> One of the points, uh, Starbucks and CCD and so on. Yeah. Ashikar, tell us uh, about your co-founders. Uh, how did you meet them? Okay. How did it all happen? So, um, as I mentioned, I was in college when I started. So I had three co-founders initially from for my first venture, and two of them left in like two months. So hmm. I only had one co-founder all along. That was his name was Arjun. He was a co-founder. He was. We were doing, uh, you know, uh. Somewhat of an internship together earlier in this um, probably internship volunteership you can see we, we were volunteers at this end earlier actually right we used to deal with international travelers and international students and then we thought that probably we should start this journey together right initially four started two of them left in two months and two were left at and two of us start worked together from December 2016 sorry mm-hmm. I think uh, October 2016 to August 2019. Right, he recently left back in September. So we worked for three years. We used to live together for three years, and it was a really nice journey. He was really, he was one person who was really passionate. He was really gutsy. He was, he used to take a lot of decisions very easily. Right, and he is a college dropout. In fact, <laughs> so he, he, he did not feel that he was learning something at college. So he thought of dropping out. I mean, that is the kind of person he is. If he does not like something, he says, "Okay, I'm not giving my hundred percent. I'm not going to do this." So he's that kind of person. Okay. So yeah, I mean, he left the Tarzan way as well back in September 2019. Recently only, that was a tough phase for me because living together and working together for some person for past three years that was that is you know one thing which is hard to let go. But he really you know gave his heart and soul to the Tarzan way. He used to work for 16, 17 hours straight. He never he used he did not sleep some nights. Right, we, even we together have worked all nights a lot of times. So it was a really and it was a lot of professional kind of journey which I had with him. uh we we had a lot of fights as well <laughs> obviously mm-hmm. it's very common living some with someone for 3 years you know be having fights and everything but but in the end uh the good part was that we were friends we were mm-hmm. friends so we actually understood each other so that was one good thing which we had so that's a bit about my co-founder okay so uh, my question is how does it feel when uh, your co-founders walk away from the venture it in a way it uh, devalidates your idea and uh, Also, you know, you feel. Um, uh, yeah, go on. Everyone has his or her own reasons. Okay, for him, uh, he was actually facing depression for a long time because of 
you know the kind of because there is a lot of pressure involved there is kind of a lot of pressure there is a lot of you know stress a lot of failures which are involved a lot of hard work which is involved and dedicating most of your life for one thing a lot of your life for one thing is something which uh, you know which causes a lot of problems a lot of mental health problems as such okay he still believes that the tarzan may can actually achieve greater heights okay mm. he was but he was facing depression he could not work he could not get up from his bed for some time okay mm. and i mean i also personally feel that if i had a better relationship or at a personal level with him i mm. could have supported him much more at the earlier times which i did not so that is some fault of my own as well which i mm. accept and agree and you know could not apologize more for it Mm-hmm. so if i had a more personal relationship i could have you know avoided this whole thing but, but there was so much you know stress there is so much stress involved in someone's head you cannot even imagine okay okay and for him also it was one of the hardest decisions he made because dedicating so much time so many years to something a startup as i mentioned is like a baby okay and it's like you know just walking away from it so even for him it was a very tough decision okay and at that time i tried a lot to convince but i knew that he could not continue work further because of the mm. problem which he was facing mm. so yeah that was so it was it's not always about uh, you know devaluating the idea or probably you know not someone not being interested for the same i mean a lot of investors also ask me ki he walked out how do you feel about it so i of course i did not feel good about it i felt mm. really bad but again i felt bad for my friend as well because it was a very tough decision for him okay so yeah a lot of people face a lot of problems and you got sometimes accepted more hmm. and yeah. how does the dynamics uh, change uh, when a co-founder leaves for example you are uh, four co-founders and you would have a divided uh, uh, work amongst uh, yourselves uh, for example somebody is uh, okay. like look, looking after marketing somebody is looking after the operations and uh, let's say the operation guy leaves or the marketing guy leaves what happens then okay so we usually have the system of transitions initially when we initially we were four co-founders two left in two months so that was not a big deal for us because they did not even start working by then right but uh, when uh, my recent my co-founder who was working with me for like three two three years mm. when he left situation become very difficult very gra- grave for me actually mm. so at that time i never expected anyone you know at this position to leave okay so we did not have a very fixed transition system Okay, mm-hmm. but I had a word with him. I had a long call with him. I had a long meeting with him, and I tried to understand everything which he was doing. Okay, and then I took over his work for for some time. Okay, mm-hmm. and then I started delegating the thing. Okay, but after that point, we created a very fixed transition uh, transition uh, you know program where a person has to deliver specific transitions before leaving, change specific passwords before leaving, you know, do a certain amount of things before leaving to ensure that everything you know is passed on to the next person who will be taking over. So now we have something fixed, but at that time it became very difficult and very messed up. But yeah, we figured it out in a month or something. So yeah, it took time, but it worked out. Hmm. Okay. And uh, can you tell us uh, about building the core team? What is the process like? Uh, finding co-founders is difficult. I agree. But then, you know, after you have found your co-founders, how do you uh, hire the level two who 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 are gonna execute the okay. thing? Okay. all right so for that it's actually a mix and match of a lot of things starting from uh, the person's experience the person's skills the person's education the person's values hmm. how important is it for someone's values to match with companies that was something which we looked at connection how how do you connect with the person okay it's a lot like 
you know when you talk to the person there's a spark in the conversation and you realize that this person might be right okay i don't know how to explain it but when you're talking to someone it's just an instinct that tells you that this person is going to be the right one okay so mm-hmm. right now we're focusing and trusting on our instincts then that person actually works with us for some time on probation six months or eight months or ten months right as the coaching as a part of the coaching we see how much you know leadership initiative that person is taking it's a lot about every person in our company works like an entrepreneur okay from a to b to c everyone works like an entrepreneur okay they try to prepare their own learning curve they try to learn things from time to time they try to focus on you know uh, achieving the maximum out of from their tasks they try to keep doing testing and improving from time to time so that is something which we are really implementing that everyone works as a leader okay. talking about the core team and finding the core team it's a mix and match of multiple things experience education values whatever and then a probation of 6 months where we analyze the persons where we analyze the person on basis of three things we analyze the person's growth actually on the basis of three things that is core performance the kind of kpis and krs a person is executing second thing is uh, initiative the kind of initiative the person is taking the kind of ideas the person is bringing on the table and finally third is learning curve okay mm-hmm. learning curve so if i have a learning curve i'll add probably five or seven things which i want to learn over the next two months and i'm going to learn them and execute them accordingly so yeah mm-hmm. that's how we focus on selecting the code okay and many of the fellow entrepreneurs would like to know what is the process of uh, raising an investment uh, uh, for a founder okay. all right hmm. so okay so process of raising an investment so a lot of people are romanticized and fantasized again the uh, word uh, for the, the idea of raising funds okay mm-hmm. um honestly it's not a very easy uh, not not a very easy thing i'd say it's it's a difficult thing with a lot of a lot of different aspects are involved in the same okay you need to realize that the moment you're going to raise funds your company is going to be at a very different position you, that person is going to eat your head like mm-hmm. never before okay that is something which is going to happen okay if you have started if you have become an entrepreneur another wrong reason which i did not mention earlier mm-hmm. if you say and a lot of people say this okay you you'll hear like you talk to 10 people you ask them the reason to become an entrepreneur they want to say i like to work for myself okay mm-hmm. so that is something which is not going to happen okay mm-hmm. you're never going to be your own boss as an entrepreneur you're going to be working for the investors you're going to be working for the employees you're going to be working for the team you're going to be working for the customers and so on okay mm-hmm. so if anyone tells you hey i want to work for myself i want to be an entrepreneur so sorry but that's not something which is not going to happen okay raise funds um idea is never going to raise funds until unless your idea is like the cure to cancer or something mm-hmm. okay so un- unless your idea is either cure to cancer or probably a rocket to go to mars uh, not even the rocket to go to mars if your idea is to you know your cancer something then it might it might raise funds at early stage but at ideal stage most companies do not raise funds okay mm-hmm. you need to go past that stage okay the next stage is the validation stage the mvp stage you can call it so at that time you gather a small team you get the minimum necessary requirements and then you build whatever you can get you know whatever basic thing which you can build in the between you can also prepare an uh, a demo or something or probably a design or something to show probably that might help once we have the mvp if again your product is really amazing and your mvp is really amazing then and you personally have started a company before or probably you have some nice goodwill or something and you have a plan to raise and plan to you know get a lot of customers in future go ahead definitely raise try to raise funds that you, you might raise some good amount of funds hmm. but some people like to move past that stage and get customers as well hmm. get some customers get some surveys and get some customers on board Okay. see how much they are repeating how much efforts they are getting okay with your basic product with the basic product 
okay and prepare a plan for future and then try to raise fund okay hmm. some people receive this stage and raise funded maximum order entrepreneurs raise funded at this stage where they have start, got a few customers they have their mvp ready and everything okay, okay. so some here, entrepreneurs here is a question your customers are uh, you have some trial customers and your mvp is ready uh, and you have done the internal work whatever numbers or figures that is required by an investor to Um, you know see how the startup is uh, how do i how do i reach out to an investor where do i find these investors and uh, okay, okay. what is the process i mean it's very easy not much to do here you prepare a pitch deck you prepare a progress report you prepare a progress report only the kind of work you've done before you prepare hmm. your you know demo or whatever video you want to prepare and then you just um probably reach out to them for google you google the kind of investor there are Google top ten, top fifteen investors in the country. Okay, you read about them. You read what they are doing, exactly what they are doing. You figure out if they are the ones who will be investing in the company or not. Okay, who who have invested in similar kind of industries or not? That is one major reason. If the person is probably investing in hospitality, then he might invest in travel, something like that. Okay, then you reach out to those people through email or LinkedIn or you know any other platform you can. You know probably email or LinkedIn are two suitable platforms which I suggest. Or better than that, um, most of the most of the investors they have their VC firms or they have their teams. Okay, yeah. so you just go to their website and then you apply accordingly. You apply for your whatever you want to apply for. Okay, mm. moreover you can apply for some competitions that will raise you know investors' eyes and something like that. So you can actually reach out to them there. Then the networking events are also one other idea to actually go ahead and go to networking events and raise funds. So yeah, mm. competitions, networking events, and raise funds are probably. um you know reach out to them on linkedin or email and uh, or probably apply on their own website so these are a few ways to raise funds the first first you have a small um small what do we say small section of you know they'll be screening your application then they'll be three or four rounds of interviews exchanges and so on they may be giving the financials and everything and then you raise funds so this is the whole procedure okay yeah not like shark tank or shows where they have to pay for everything uh what is your vision uh, shikhar tell us in a sentence Okay, to innovate and simplify travel. Okay, uh, no, but you can elaborate a little bit. <laughs> okay, so we have a vision to innovate and simplify travel. Innovate through our unique and immersive experiences. Simplify through our AI-based platform to get get you know bookings in a click, itineraries in seconds, and video service customer support. Again, if you talk about a bigger picture, then we're trying to build an augmented reality. And AI-based platform. If you have played Pokemon Go, you realize what is AI, augmented reality. You connect your virtual screen to your real world. Okay, and through that, you want to give the entire information. Okay, so we're taking a monument, the audio guide, the video guide, the you know uh, the tips, tricks, recommendations, and so on will be mentioned. The nearby restaurants, the nearby plans, itineraries, the tours around will be mentioned. Okay, mm-hmm. the daily plans and everything. So we want to be building an AR and AI-based app in future. Right now, we are focusing on uh, you know. Simplifying and innovating travel through the current opportunities which we have. Moreover, adding to um, both of this, we want to instill youth leadership by opening them up to new experiences. We want to create unique experiences for those who are unable to travel due to different discrimination of gender, age, sexuality, physical and mental disabilities as well. So we want to create experiences for them. We want to uh, bridge the cross-cultural gap by giving in more information. So if you're traveling abroad, we want to making sure that. The information is so much curated and so much easy to understand that you can be traveling like you're traveling uh, domestic. 
So yeah, these are a few mission statements which we have. Who is your role model when it comes to entrepreneurship? Um. Okay, role model. Uh, I'd say for me, my role model would be specifically um, okay, Brian Chesky from Airbnb. Specifically, uh, Airbnb with an amazing company. They started as design students who actually worked ahead for a travel-based company. So, and uh, they tried different strategies. They tried many different strategies. They sold. They sold uh, Obama O cereal. Actually, raise funds for themselves. So this is something very exciting initiative. So that's something which I prefer. Brian just keep on now. Yeah. How do you compare entrepreneurship with a nine-to-five job? The nine-to-five job, Okay. So I mean, I would say that uh, even today, today you know, nine-to-five jobs are not nine-to-five jobs anymore. People are working late till night and everything. Hmm. Okay. Uh, talking about entrepreneurship, I mean. If you are if you are a person who's working in a startup, right, or probably if you're working in a company and you're motivated for the vision of that company, you mm. feel like you're solving a problem, you feel like you're making a difference, mm. and you are willing to chip in as much as you can, then there's no difference between a nine to five job and a non So I mean, you can create those differentiations, you can create those segregations, you can keep these things far away, you can romanticize the idea of entrepreneurship, mm. but it's a lot like a job. Okay. okay. But you're driven. You're driven for the mission. You care about what you do. Mm. So, uh, one last question. Uh, what is your final mes- message to potential entrepreneurship of this country? Okay. Again, final message would be start small, but start as soon as possible. Okay. If you think today, you'll keep thinking tomorrow and you'll keep thinking the day after and you'll keep thinking, you know, all the days that are going to come. But if you start small, you'll have the opportunity to start right now and you can see where it goes. So do not miss that chance. Mm, I think uh, many of the entrepreneurs say that getting started is a 50% work done. <laughs> of course, probably you can definitely say that. I mean, if you never start, you never know. If you never know what could have, you know, what would have, so yeah. Uh, well, uh, it was a pleasure to host you at ELI. Uh, and of course. Our audience would have got uh, lifetime lessons from this video. Thanks for your time, Sikhar, and our best wishes for Tarzan. Okay, of course. You too, Priya. Have a good day and all the best for ELI. Wonderful initiative. Okay. Nice to talk to you. Have a good day. Bye. Take care. Bye. Goodbye.